Our second scripture is from Deuteronomy 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have come into the land that God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all of the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that your God is giving you. And you shall put it in a basket and put it in a place that your God will choose as a dwelling for God's name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to God that I have come into the land that God swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of our sovereign God, you shall make this response before our God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to God to our ancestors. God heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, our oppression. God brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders, and he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground to you, O God. You shall set it down before your God and bow before your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that your God has given to you and to your house. We celebrate the written word of Scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Loving God, prepare us. Prepare us and plant your word deeply within us that like trees planted by streams of water, we might bear fruit that nourishes the world you love. Amen. Thank you, Philip, for that amazing anthem. Thank you, Kim and Philip and to the whole cast of Godspell and to Nick for his leadership with Marin Street Chaplaincy. It is a blessing to be in partnership in this work with you. Thank you for the music you're bringing to this place today. As we begin our Lenten journey this morning, scriptures bring us into two, not one, but two wilderness stories. In the first, we come alongside Jesus after his 40 days in the wilderness. And in the second, we come alongside the people of Israel after their 40 years in the wilderness. In some ways, though, Jesus' story may feel a little more intense, a little more concentrated just after he is baptized, just after Jesus hears a voice from heaven say, you are my beloved child. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, is led out into the wilderness. There he finds himself stripped of everything he needs alone, vulnerable, with nothing to eat for 40 days. The scripture says Jesus is famished. 
and an adversary, an accuser comes along, whom this translation calls the devil. The adversary shows up with some offers. Jesus, here you are, alone and empty. Let me help you. Let me fill you with everything you need. And on their face, the adversary's offers don't seem all that unreasonable. The adversary offers Jesus the things we might think he needs. Jesus, you are hungry. Let me give you some bread. Here you are stuck in this world where power pushes down on the people. Let me give you some authority. Your world is spinning out of control. Forty days in the wilderness with no food. Let me help you take charge. Let me help you call the shots. Let me help you find some security. When we looked at the scripture and these offers in worship team this week, someone said, you know, I could do with just a little bit of each of those things. I don't need a whole lot, just a little food, a little power, a little security. But Jesus says no. No thanks. The bread God provides is enough. I don't want the kind of power you offer power over. I'll go with the abiding power of the presence of God and I don't need to call the shots to force my way. I'll live with some uncertainty and trust that God will be with me whatever happens next. In the wilderness, broken and bereft, Jesus says no to being filled with the wrong things, the things that don't ultimately sustain. In his baptism, Jesus has been filled with the fullness of the Spirit of God, and just after this, Jesus will stand up in the synagogue and say, the Spirit of God is upon me. I've come to bring good news to the poor. Even in the wilderness, Jesus is filled to overflowing, and he knows that fullness to overflowing will be good news for the poor and for the hungry and for the oppressed. As we enter into our Lenten journey with the theme full to the brim, this first story offers up the question, full to the brim, full to the brim with what? Full to the brim with the fullness of what? The second wilderness story invites us to look at the experience of wilderness itself. As the second scripture opens, the people are so close to the end of their wilderness wandering. They've almost made it. After 40 years, they make it to the Jordan, and they can see the promised land in the distance. And Moses stops them and says, before you got in, get, go in. I've got some things I need to say. And they stand there and listen. And what Moses has to say is basically the whole book of Deuteronomy, all 34 chapters, they are his last words. Can you imagine? I worry when a sermon goes on for 20 minutes. <laughs> the whole book of Deuteronomy. But here in chapter 26, Moses says this, still standing in the wilderness, still looking into the promised land. When you come to the land and you make a home and you plant your crops and the harvest comes, remember. Take the first fruits of those crops, the best of the bounty, and bring it to the altar. And remember the wilderness journey that brought you here and say this. My father, my mother was a wandering Aramean. They were strangers in a strange land. When we were still wandering without a home, God welcomed us and made us to thrive. 
When we found ourselves in slavery in Egypt, living in hard labor and misery, God heard our cries and brought us up out of Egypt. When we were wandering in the wilderness year after year, God sustained us with water from the rock and manna in the morning and brought us into this land. When the land around you is flowing with milk and honey, remember your wilderness wandering how God was there. Remember how you were full to the brim with everything you needed. Remember the expansive life you lived even there and give thanks. Celebrate. And with your overflowing bounty, share what you have with those who now are strangers in the midst of you. With those now who don't have enough, with others now in their wilderness, remember the journey that brought you here. I remember... I remember that last fall, about six months into pandemic, we spent some time thinking about these biblical stories of those 40 years in the wilderness, what we called their long-haul living. And we thought of our own long-haul living. As we sojourned on through pandemic, we are not in any way all the way through our experience of pandemic. We haven't reached the promised land we hope for, the land of beyond pandemic. The virus is still among us, though at a low ebb now. In our midst, there are those we love who are immunocompromised and still living in relative isolation, waiting for the government to do with treatments like Evusheld what we have done with vaccines. We are still in the wilderness in many ways. We have covered enough ground, though, to remember and to reflect. Do you remember the shock of those first days when all of a sudden we couldn't gather together in person? The sorrow of that. Do you remember having to learn Zoom? Do you remember a world without Zoom? The awkwardness of that. Martha, you're muted, you're muted, you're muted. (laughs) The frustration of learning all those new things, of not physically being in person, and even so, we found new ways to be together. When the rules kept all of us so strictly isolated, I remember someone in the congregation saying to me, I look forward to that hour on Zoom on Sunday morning because it's the one time every week that I know I will be seen. Someone else said, you know, in a strange way, when no one has been in my house for months on Zoom, it can feel like we're sitting across the kitchen table. You remember the folks in New York and around the world who sang from balconies every night. Do you remember going out into our own yards and howling like coyotes in support of healthcare workers. For the past couple years, I've watched the three girls next door grow up, and I can remember the littlest one now, not so little, sounding not so much like a coyote, more like a rooster. Two coyotes and a rooster. And now I know that she could go out there and give a full-throated coyote howl. I remember rushing to Florida to be with my dad, and in the weeks and months that followed, still being able to be in connection with you. Without really even thinking it through, we just kept on going. 
worshiping and gathering on Zoom and caring for each other as if there weren't a continent between us. I remember thinking a couple months ago when I had COVID that during that, when I had COVID during that last surge, I remember thinking how much worse that surge would have been one year earlier. Wondering how many lives have been saved by the vaccines. Do you remember the challenges of music? How we discovered that trying to sing on Zoom, all of us, each of us with our mics unmuted was a holy mess. And then folks like Linda and Vivian and Natsuko and Robin and Dave and Marita led our singing as we sang along together each from our home. And then Danielle, Natsuko, and the choir figured out how to record and weave together their music, all the hard work to create those music videos beautiful in both sight and sound. Do you remember that one music video with the choir singing as a murmuration? Was it, was it sparrows? Is that what it was, a murmuration of sparrows? The murmuring of starlings. The, thank you. The murmuration of starlings just so gracefully flowing through the air. Do you remember that? We come to this morning's scriptures, these wilderness stories, and we find them brimming with God's grace. Filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the presence of God, filled to overflowing wells of grace springing up in the wilderness. Our theme this Lent is full to the brim an expansive Lent. This theme comes from Sanctified Art. Some of them are friends of mine, a collective of artists in ministry, and they describe it like this. Full to the brim is an invitation into a radically different Lent, into a full life. It's an invitation to be authentically who you are, to counter scarcity and injustice at every turn, to pour out even more grace whenever it's needed. It disrupts the scarcity mentality that capitalism, oppression, and hierarchy can plant inside of us. When we allow ourselves to be filled to the brim with God's lavish love, that love spills over. It reaches beyond ourselves like water. It rushes and flows, touching everything in its path. It's quite common to think of Lent as a wilderness journey as we travel together with Jesus through the 40 days of Lent toward Holy Week, toward the cross and beyond the cross, toward the hope of resurrection. This Lent, we arrive already in the midst of a wilderness journey. We know in our bones, our own collective wilderness journeys and the wilderness journeys that each of us has traveled to get here. And we remember. We remember all the ways that God has met us along the way. This remembering is itself a Lenten discipline, a Lenten practice. We remember our own wilderness journeys and how we found and experienced God there, God's overflowing life-giving grace. We remember that experience so that we are ready for our next wilderness. We remember the 
God who loved us then, who loves us now, and who loves the whole world all the way on to forever. This full to the brim is not about looking for a glib silver lining. It's about taking seriously and naming plainly the wilderness experiences of our day and of our lives. As we move through pandemic, as we tremble with the rumbling of war, as we grope our way through climate emergency, as we move through the challenges and losses of our own daily lives. Even in the wilderness, we open our eyes and our hearts to see God's grace is already overflowing so that we might live expansive lives. God's grace overflowing through us, drenching a parched and weary and a As we take these first steps into this expansive Lent, here are some questions that might help us along the way. Something to think about as we move into this week. In these days, what has been your wilderness? How have you experienced God's love along the way? Where are you hearing the lament of the world? In this wilderness, where do you see God's love overflowing? And what do you have to share? The memory of two years ago, those first days when the pandemic became real for us, has been vivid these past few days. Back in March 2020, the session had worked with the Marin Street Chaplaincy to support their production of Godspell. Many remembered the Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in the years before, and the cast was ready to sing. We were eager to hear, and together we were primed and ready to do a good thing for the street chaplaincy ministry so close to the hearts of so many of us. But COVID had other plans, and Kim and Nick and those of us working with them, and the County of Marin saw with clarity that we couldn't move forward in March 2020. But Kim and Nick and the cast kept that dream kindled throughout the summer and then on into 2021 and then on into 2022. And this morning, did you hear Philip sing? Friday, and yesterday, and this morning, and this afternoon, this space, and this morning, our Zoom space, too, has been filled with music. In March 2020, to protect each other's lives, we entered into a season of quiet and uncertainty with no small amount of fear. Today, we are still making our way through pandemic, still moving through wilderness, remembering the life we have lived along the way. Together, with God's help, 
our gathering today is full to the brim with music and with joy and with hope. We remember the journey that has brought us here so that in the wilderness of our today, in a broken and hurting world, we can drink deeply from the well of grace and let that grace overflow in us and out from us with enough love and enough courage to meet the challenges of our day. This Lent, full to the brim, invites us into an expansive Lent to live an expansive life to live an expansive love with more than enough grace to bless and to heal the world God loves so very much.